Good morning. Today's scripture is from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Good morning, church, um, and to the men out there, happy Father's Day. Um, we are going to have a themed sermon today um, as we look at, at the role of, of, of fathers. And, <clears throat> and as we do this, I'm going I'm to move this a little bit so I don't fall over it. But we're going to look at it um, not just from the physical standpoint, but the spiritual standpoint um, with regard to the roles um, that men have uh, in, in the church with those um, that are uh, younger than they and or those that um, may even be physically older but younger um, in, in their spiritual walk, in, in their level of, of maturity. And understanding. I appreciate the the, the reading. Um, Terry was somewhat disappointed. I'll make sure you have an entire chapter next time, Terry. Um, but uh, but this 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 piece of Ephesians is is extremely telling, um, and it is it is a calling and, and a reminder of what is expected. From, from fathers. Um, you know, it, it begins with the idea of talking about children. You know, o obey your parents uh, in the Lord, uh, for this is right. And there's, you know, you, you can have much debate about that with regard to the, the spiritual position of their parents as he was, as he was writing this. Uh, but the idea is that there is a, there's a relationship that is to exist, um, and, and there is to be... Um, a level of obedience and respect that benefits the, the children. Um, that that the, the idea is that the parents, the mother and the father, should be of the type of character uh, that the instruction that they give the kids um, would be for their well-being. It, it, it would help with, with their life, with their walk, uh, with their longevity, uh, because the world is a hard place. The world can be a terrible place. Now, you, know, and, you know, the things that we're seeing playing, played out right now with regard to the assault on, on children is abhorrible. It, 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 and it takes parents to run interference for kids, to help them navigate the world, to navigate their, their, their lives. Um, how much is too much? Ask, ask our kids. They'll, they'll tell you how much is, how much is too much. Um, they're all kind of smiling, um, but, 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 but nodding as well. 
It, it, it never stops. It doesn't matter how old you are. Um, it doesn't matter how old your children are. There's still a relationship that exists. Um, and, and there's still a need that, that is filled. You know, and everybody's got their own perspective and, and, and their own uh, position on things. I've heard some guys say, you know, when they're 18, they're out the door. I've heard others say, you know, they marry them off. They, they give the house keys back. Um, but to, to me, that, that doesn't ring. It just doesn't ring true to me because, as you know, parenting never stops, does it? It never, it, it never stops. Um, the, the, the ministry to your, your children lasts your entire lifetime because, as I said before, the world is a, is a terrible place to navigate. And there is that need and that bond that um, is required from time to time. Um, as, as people get knocked down, when you look at the, when you look at the parable of the, of the prodigal son, that, that story, you know, that, that guy was clearly um, of what we would consider age, to where he headed out into the world. Um, but the world chewed him up. It chewed him up, stomped on him, left him in a pig pen, begging for scraps. That guy still needed his dad. He, he needed his dad for guidance. He, he needed his dad for acceptance. He, he needed his dad when he was at his lowest point. Um, and, and when we look at that story, the father was there when he was needed, when, when the boy came back. And so that's, that's really where I want to focus um, today. Um, we had uh, some family over yesterday, and Scott started to say, oh, yeah, tomorrow's Father's Day. You're speaking, right? Can you, uh, he started to say, keep it short so we could get out. But you caught yourself, didn't you? Or we got interrupted. He either knew better um, or, or, or knew better. But... Uh, we, when we loaded up the slides today, Jeff's like, only seven slides? Like, yeah, only seven slides. But they're poignant. The, 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 the word that we're going to look at is, is, is poignant. And so here, children obey your parents. Yeah, it's a, it's a two-way street. And, and by the way, folks, we all struggle. We've all failed at times in this. It is an admonition today. It, it, is, it is an admonishment for us to make sure that we, if we have it, we renew our focus and thought and commitment on, on our kids, no matter how old they are, no matter how old they are. Your kids still need you, Brady? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it never stops. And I'm, I'm going to say this over and over. The, the world is terrible evil you know it, it, it takes no prisoners when you look at what was said about Satan 
being a lion. His, his end game was to destroy and devour. And that's, that's what we're dealing with. And so here in Ephesians, the focal point is, is verse 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Or some, some translations will, will, well, I think we'll use the, uh, the, the word exacerbate. Um, but the, the idea, again, is, is, is a, is a two-way street. How many of you have ever said, because I said so? I was going to say, there are a bunch of liars here today. Yeah, i got, got a few of you. You don't have to come forward at the end. Right? I mean, there, there are times we just know, we, we know, but it's hard to explain, or in the moment we can't explain. I mean, I think for every one of my children, I have in a, in a moment shouted out some ridiculous, over-the-top punishment. Is that right? You know, smiling again. Yeah, right, you know, ah, you know, and we've seen it played out, you know, TV. Ah, oh, you're grounded to your 30, that kind of thing. You know, I was, that was, not, you know, that's kind of ridiculous. Um, that, that doesn't have any ring of, you know, but, you know, no car for a month, no phone, you know, no computer, whatever. You know, and then, and then moment, I think most every time I apologized um, and rescinded the ridiculous uh, sentence that was that was laid upon uh, the, the kids, but there are there are things that we can do that can cause a rift, aren't there? And I think that's what what what's, what Paul is is referring to here, because um, kids are going to get mad. You know, we're going to have disagreements. Kids are going to make mistakes. Um, but the idea here is that you know if we want kids to to, to obey us, to respect us. That word really means, you know, honor. It means to respect, to, to obey. There, there has to come a point, and especially as they get older, right? As they get older, there, there needs to be a relationship that has grown to where there is respect. There is, I mean, I, I came from, you know, I don't know what your position is on spanking, but uh, I came from a home where it occurred, um, and rightfully so. Um, you know, I, you know, I, uh, I got what I deserved sometimes. Most of the time I didn't. There were times that I got, you know, I got, uh, um, punished, uh, and I wasn't, you know, wasn't in the wrong, um, but it didn't make up for all the times that I didn't get caught, right? Um, but it was never an environment to where it was looked at or thought of as atrocious. It was, the, it, it was an environment that when that, that piece passed, respect replaced it. And it's because of the example and role that was established by my father. Not everybody has good dads, I know. And that's, that's, that's a shame. I had a good dad. Um, had, had a great dad. And, uh, you know, I mean, there were times I remember he'd come home from work exhausted. I loved baseball. You, you wouldn't find me without my ball glove. I'd save my money and go buy, I'd, I think it was Sears. 
they had a sporting goods section back then. Man, and, and the thing to do for me was to get a nice new baseball. Loved new baseballs. Um, but dad would come home from work during ball season. He'd get out of the car. I'd be waiting for him in the yard in front of the house with his glove um, because I had a ball game and uh, like I needed warmed up. But the idea was warm up, so dad would get out of the car. He'd put the ball glove on before he ever go in the house in his dress clothes, and he would toss ball with me. Um, every time it was time to go to church services, he was there. There, there was never any question that... He was going to Bible class, that he was going to go to church services. Um, he would sit on Saturday evenings um, and, 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 and write out notes you know, for, for Bible classes. I mean, it, 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 it was there and, and present, and it was, and it was lived. And, and so this idea of this two-way street I'm talking about, for children to obey or respect, honor, um, it's much easier for that to occur if the father is bringing them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. That, that's our takeaway today. Don't, don't exasperate the kids. It doesn't mean they're not ever to be disciplined. It doesn't mean there's never going to be disagreement. But it means to have a, have a balance in, in life so that they can grow in the Lord. And that, folks, is the, the crux. No matter, no matter where we were, that's where we are today. To, as, as, as fathers, whether you have physical children or do not have physical children, there is a role as a spiritual father in the church for every single man. Scripture bears that out, brothers and sisters. There is somebody that needs a fathering mentor relationship from men. They're here. I see it. Those of you that, that take the time, that don't, that don't have kids yet, I see the relationships that you develop and try to nurture with others. That's, that's the way the church is to, is to function and is, is, is to grow. But the admonition here is don't do this, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. You know, and, and these things I'm going to talk about there's nothing wrong with them, but they're not the priority. You know, we want to teach them work ethic, right? That's a good, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. I saw my father get up and go to work every day. Every day. Um, we teach them to read and to write. We want to make sure they get education. Yeah, that's right. Um, we teach them, well, we may not, but the women probably more, more so teach them how to clean want to clean the room, right? Um, I'll just leave that there. Um, sports is important, right? We want to teach them sports. 
You know, we, you know, most most men, you know, have got aspirations. I mean, I wanted, I, you know, I had visions of both my daughters. I was, you know, I had just gotten into golf after I was thirty. That's about the time we started having 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 kids, and and uh, I I had flashes of Olivia McKenzie playing on the LPGA. I mean, I thought they 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 could do it. Yeah, that's not your cup of tea, is it? No. Now Olivia will ride in the cart while <laughs> Zach's playing if he doesn't have a, a, a foursome. But but uh, you know, I, I had I had visions of that because I mean that's a it's, it is a great sport, um, challenging. Um, but like with anything. At the top of the pyramid, the chances of anybody getting there is is extremely slim. Um, teach them to ride bikes, right? Or tricycles. It's an exciting day when they can ride the bike. You know, take the training wheels off if if uh, if they had them to begin with. I don't see. I think Dave's back in the nursery. I saw pictures. Uh, Remy had a birthday um, this past week. I've got the right girl right and in the background one of the pictures that Bree posted was a was a little bike and uh, I zoomed in on it no training wheels and that seems about like Dave right yeah I got I got the smile from from Sue um, <clears throat> but that those are those are those are important things are milestones right um, we want them to have careers right we want them to be successful that way um, you know, we teach them to drive. Dad used to take me, you know, well, I started driving really early down home. That's kind of the way we did things. I think I was driving from, from our place over into Parkersburg on Sundays. I would go with my Uncle Cobe. Uh, he'd go over, uh, he was custodian. We'd go check out the school, and he, uh, I, would, I would drive. And then we would go, to go pick up these 10-cent hot dogs over on 7th Street, and then we'd go to the Grand Central Mall and, and, uh, and, 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 and watch a movie. Um, but I was driving at about 14. Um, but Dad would take me at times when we go to, during the winter, I, I can remember, it's important to know how snow feels and ice feels underneath the car before the kids get out on the road and get caught out in the snow. And so we'd go to the parking lot at Kroger and the A&P and uh, do donuts um, because, you know, that's important to know. Um, one day, one, one evening, he and I were headed to church on a Wednesday, and he said, what would happen if I passed out or had a heart attack while driving? And I said, well, I'd reach over and, you know, I went mechanical. I'd reach over and grab the wheel, and I'd do this and do this. He took his hands off the wheel and slumped over. That was, that was on uh, old Route 50 down by the river. Um, so he, he put that to the test really quickly um, and, and made me bring the car to a stop on the berm. Those, those things are important. Life lessons, right? I haven't looked this stat up lately. I fear it's higher. But at one point, a, a, a statistics were done, a survey was done, research was done, and it was determined that 80% of children choose the faith of their father. Four out of five. Four out of five. Eighty percent choose the faith of the father. Doesn't matter how faithful mom is. 
doesn't matter if she's, she's at everything. If the father demonstrates little or no faith, 80% of the kids will choose that ultimately for their life's faith decision. And that is, that is alarming. But so what we're to do is to raise, raise kids with a, with a faith. All the other things are fine, but the absolute most important call in Scripture is that fathers are to raise their children in a discipline and instruction of the Lord, bringing them to a point to where they have made and can make decisions and develop a relationship with their Jesus that will carry them through life. And we never stop in that quest. We're never to stop in that quest. Don't care how old our kids are. Jesus introduced God. This was an interesting thing as I was looking at it. Oh, and by the way, the, the peter, that's the, that's the name if you didn't look it up. That's the, that's the Greek word for father. Um, to, to, to parent, to be to be the father of, of a child. And that same word is used to describe not only physical fathers, but that exact same Greek word is used to describe God as father. And Jesus, this was, you know, that's why you never stop reading, never stop studying. Jesus introduced God as father immediately. The father-son relationship was immediately um, brought forth to, to the people. When Jesus was 12, you know, the, the first recorded words we have from him as he was teaching, right, he, in Luke 2, he, 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 he had, you know, big caravan of people, right? Today, social services would have taken him away from Joseph and Mary, because they lost track of him in Jerusalem and, and left without him. Um, and, and, and yet when they went back and found him, they found him in the temple, teaching and asking questions. Oh, yeah, they'd be all over it, wouldn't they? Yeah, unfit parents. Jesus was in the temple, and when they said, what are you doing? His response was, I must be about my father's business. He introduced the idea of God as father immediately. And throughout his teachings throughout Scripture, not only, not only did he, but also Paul and the other writers referred to God as Father, God and Father, God and Father, God and Father, over and over and over and over in the Scriptures. Trying to cement that idea of that relationship. And, and God ultimately, right, and, and others have said something similar to this. You know, if, if you don't have a, you know, a good physical dad to point to and look to for his attributes, you've got a spiritual father to, to point to and look to at his attributes and what he does for his children. When the, when the disciples said, teach us to pray, Matthew chapter 6, he, Jesus just took a moment to describe the Pharisees and the self-righteous people that, that would... Um, pray for self-righteous reasons, for, you know, personal um, advancement to be noticed by, by others. And he says here, you know, don't be, don't be like them. 
For your Father knows what you need before you ask. He said, pray then like this. Our Father. Our Father. Who is in heaven. And so Jesus takes this opportunity to, to show them what a relationship with a father should look like as, as God the Father. And so with God, he, he indicates very quickly that his name alone is, is worthy of respect. It is, it is holy. It is hallowed. His kingdom, he says, the area where he rules in the hearts and minds of his, of his children, we, we should look forward and, and, and ask that that be hastened to arrive and that his will, that which he wants done, that which he emulates, would not only be done in heaven, of course, but also on earth. That idea of obedience again that that honor you honor your father and one of the ways you honor the father is being obedient to to his will as it as it is um, relative right and in line with with the Lord the idea of provision right there is to be a provision give us this day our our daily bread that, that daily, continued, lifetime reliance on, on him. And then he, he takes the next three verses to talk about the idea of forgiveness, which is, again, it, it, is, it, is, it is poignant. Um, it says, you know, lead us not into temptation. Well, of course not. Father should never do that. But deliver us from evil, right? That, that idea... Of, of a deliverer, a rescuer, right? The, the, the Savior. There should be that, that expectation that you can count on to be delivered from evil. For if you forgive, right? Forgiveness. If you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others their trespassers, neither will your Father forgive you of of your trespasses. And so, you know, he's teaching them about relationships with regard to the Father, the relationships with others, with brothers and sisters, um, that the idea of forgiveness is, is important as part, of, as part of your walk, as part of, part of your life. He goes on in Matthew 7. Um, and, uh, and it was funny, we were talking last night, Arthur was over. And uh, he was uh, scavenging on uh, all my plate. I'll just say that. Um, I'd, I'd been out, came in, had a hamburger, had some, some, some pickles, had uh, uh, a dill pickle, had some hot pickles. They're great um, from, from Aldi. Um, they are spicy. They're nice. Um, and then had some chips and some things. And so... He came over and he took this and he took that. And at one point he had a, a slice of dill pickle. Um, he worked on it a while and then eventually the entire dill pickle was in his mouth. Um, and, he, and he looked like a, a, a chipmunk 
Um, I kept expecting it to come out, but it, it did not. It eventually, he, 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 he dealt with it. But it came back for others, and there was a slight joke about handing him one of the hot pickles. Um, his palate would not have appreciated the, the, the spicy pickle. Um, and, and that reminded me of this. I mean, it played out. He shouldn't, he shouldn't expect to have a trick played on him and to get a hot pickle that's going to, that's going to burn his, his mouth. Jesus tells us, in the, in, in, in the context of, 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 of asking what, what you need, you know, and, and we know that he's talking about you know, wisdom and spiritual things, but he, he, he paints it in a frame that says you should not expect things that you don't need from your father. He says, ask, it will be given to you. Seek, you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. Have those expectations being met. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, it will be open. Or which of you puts, it, puts on it? If his son asks him for bread, will you give him a stone? Well, of course not. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be a dirty, dirty trick, right? Or if he asks for a fish, you give him a snake. And he says, if you, being evil, I'm talking to his disciples, right? If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts, to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those, those who ask Him? And so the, the idea and the expectation of doing the right thing by, by your children, by your kids, is emulated through this, from God, through, through the, 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 the pen of, of, of Matthew here, couple more. Again, the idea of all things that you can do, of all the things that are semi-important, there's nothing more important than rearing your children in the Lord, than developing a relationship with them and, and Jesus Christ. Once heard a story I'll go off script, um, and, I, and I'm sure I've shared it with you because it, it, it was it, it was to the point, and it's an eye opener. And it was about a, a young child that had uh, I'll condense it, but it was like about a young child that had fallen ill um, with a, with a terminal disease, and in in the last moments of this child's life, it was having a conversation with with um, it, its father and uh, you know the, the obviously the father was was heartbroken at what was occurring that he he had no no control he could not stop death um, could not belay death it was imminent and and in trying to bolster Things. He, he walked down through the list of everything that he had done 
for the child in his life. The best of everything that he could provide, he did. From clothes to vehicles to education, on and on and on and on. You know, everything that he gave the child to live by. And the child looked at the dad at the end of the conversation and said, yes, but you did not give me a faith to die by. Nothing more important than that. He says in 1 Corinthians 4, um, <clears throat> this is Paul. And this is, this is why I say it, it, it is not, it is not um, reserved only for, for the physical father. Paul referred to himself as, as a father to the congregates at the, the congregations throughout uh, the, the world as he wrote to them. There was a relationship that he had with them. Um, he referred to Timothy as his son um, and, and to himself as, as Timothy's father. Timothy had a physical father, but the spiritual role, the spiritual role that we take on is the most important role that exists. And so Paul says this. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are held in honor, but we in disrepute. To the present hour, we hunger and thirst. We are poorly, poorly dressed and, and uh, buffeted and, and homeless. And we labor working with our own hands. Now listen to this. This, this is that equipping. This is that, in, that instruction that he was referring to in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. This is instruction to grown men and women in, in the church in Corinth. He says to them, when we are reviled, we bless. See, that's, that's spiritual teaching. That's, that, that is a characteristic that we try to put on in our lives, yes? And that is a responsibility to teach to those um, with whom or with whom we've been trusted. When persecuted, we endure. See, and I'm reading them slowly because I want you to think about what the initial knee-jerk reaction is in the, in the flesh. When slandered, we entreat. We have become and are still, like the scum of the world, the refuse of all things. I, I do not write these things to make you ashamed, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For though you have countless guides in Christ, although you've got countless guides in Christ, that does not rise to the level you do not have many fathers. 
For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. And I urge you then to be imitators of, of me. So, that, that's what we're to take with us today, men, is that we have got a God-given duty to be spiritual fathers to not only our, our physical kids, but to others around us that, that need that. There, I mean, it, what, what a statement to say, you know, there, there are countless guides, right? Countless guides, you know, teachers, preachers, but not many fathers because that father role, that father responsibility, that father accountability rises above others because it is tasked with equipping those souls so that they have a relationship with with Jesus Christ. And he says, I urge you then to be imitators of me. And they will, right? They will imitate. They will imitate you. So with that, folks, lesson is yours. It is to be an admonishment. Take, take a look. Take a look. Um, again, and make sure that you are providing that to those with whom you've been entrusted. Help, help them, right? Help them get involved. Help them get the services. Help them to get the classes. Help them, you know, to, to, to be a part of, of, of youth groups and young adult groups. Admonish. Admonish them. Um, because it is, it is important. It is critical. And that is, that is, our, our role, our responsibility, and the opportunity that has been given to us by God. And so never, ever, ever stop. Never, never give up. Never back down. Stay at it. Stay on. Um, because the end result is that everlasting relationship with, with God the Father. Yes? So, with that, we'll extend the invitation. If, if you are here today, as, as we do on a, on a weekly basis, um, we extend an invitation that if you've not been baptized, we greatly encourage you to do so, to, put, do, to confess Jesus, to be buried in baptism, to have sins washed away, and, and to have that relationship with the Father that, that was intended. Um, that's, that is an end goal, right? That is an end goal in the, in the teaching and the rearing. Um, if there are other needs that you might have, we would invite you to, to come, to make those known to us, either publicly or privately, um, so that folks can pray with you and pray over you. Um, and with that, Robin, we'll, we'll, we'll lead us in song, if you'll stand.